Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howell. And this is Joy by Chance. We have to talk about all things movies, television, news, all that good stuff. And this week marks an abridged version of our Scarefest. We usually do this all month of October, but thanks to somebody else, we fell behind. So we're doing an abridged couple weeks, starting with something we do every year, Stephen King Week. Absolutely. A staple. Staple. Yeah, we're going to do Scarefest without this. And oh, boy. <laughs> we <laughs> oh we boy. got to watch Dreamcatcher. Yes, we did. Which, well, the whole thing we'll get to, we'll get to later. But right now we have our usual segments, first of which is our look into the NFL, both last week and the week ahead, or the day ahead, because Thursday already played. I would think I would call it Thursday right anyways. Yeah, I mean, I would have I would have taken the Browns, so yeah. Uh, yeah, nothing really. Oh, well, actually, one thing. Uh, the, the streak lies dead. The, the Jaguars managed to beat the Dolphins. Yes, which was a complete shocker. Yeah, like there was a chance the team might not have won a game this year. Now, uh, now thanks to this, Brian Flores is on the hot seats, and there are rumors of a trade happening that would send That's one Deshaun Watson to Miami. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I think someone will pick him up. There's gonna be some Super Bowl. It, ne- it nearly happened. Here's the thing: it nearly happened. Which is crazy because they've they put everything into getting two and stuff like that. So I don't know why you would backtrack and get another quarterback when you have one. Yeah, I, I I don't know. It's a it's a real and weird like, situation there if they would it, do that. The thing, like two is not playing bad. Sure, he got no. hurt for a few, but like, he didn't play bad. I mean, like look, you look at it, like 33, 33 47 for three hundred twenty nine yards, two TDs, and a pick. That's a respectable game. Yeah, I mean it's still good. I mean it comes down to your defense, you know. Yeah, it re- it really does, and. Also, it just comes, yeah, it comes down to their defense, and they they somehow folded against Jacksonville. Yeah, which is crazy because Jacksonville's like one of the worst offenses in the league. But yeah, wow. But like, yeah, this isn't a, this isn't like a complicated thing against Tua. This is a thing where like, if you can get Deshaun Watson, you get Deshaun Watson. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously Watson's a better quarterback than Tua, but I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just a weird situation. Uh, I did lo- uh, Packers Bears. I, I like that game for one reason because when Aaron Rodgers rushed for a touchdown, he like, looked at Chicago. You see this? Looked at Chicago fan just like, yeah. I own you. Which, yeah. To be fair, I told you though. I said Chicago's going to play these guys tight. Uh, they 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 kind of did for a little bit. They did. They did. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I, I did say Chicago with the upset on that one. Uh, I just felt that you know I just feel like that uh, that rivalry is too one sided. It's it's got to have to be a. You know, there's going to be a, a moment. I think there's going to be a time when you know I think Chicago is going to start running. You know what I mean? Start running away with it. But we'll see what happens. Like I said, yeah, Aaron Rodgers does own them. Um, but uh, yeah, they they did play it tight though, tighter he than he is rent free. Uh, it's older field. Yeah, uh, not a lot of other sh- not a lot of other like big shots. I mean, the Bengals absolutely n- annihilated the Lions. I feel bad for yeah, MCDs for MCDC Motor City Dan Campbell. Yeah, I'm there. Uh, you know what? I always, I always pull for uh, Detroit too. Like they're just a, just a team you, you can't really root against. They're just a, you know. I always like them with Stafford. Um, you know, I, again, I kind of still pull for them. But yeah, they're just not having any luck. The Colts did what they needed to do and annihilated the, uh, annihilated the uh, Texans. Weirdly yeah. enough, neither neither team threw a touchdown. Or yeah, neither quarterback threw a touchdown. I'm sorry. Carson Wentz did throw, throw throw two touchdowns. Davis General General Mills threw no touchdowns, one interception. Sorry, two interceptions. Excuse <laughs> me. Uh, the Rams just upended the Giants, which basically puts both Joe Judge and Daniel Jones in the hot seat. Yep. 
Daniel Jones finishing the day off with three picks and a fumble. Yeah, he's just, boy, he's just having an awful year. He's had an awful career. He's not that good a quarterback. Yeah. No, he's really not. I don't really think they, uh, I don't know. They just really just weren't thinking long-term or thinking at all, I guess, when they got this guy. I mean, it just, just not, not a quarterback that you that you want to lead a franchise. I, I, I know it's, I know that, look, the score may be 31 to 13, but the Chiefs look bad this year. They do look bad, man, and I think we've said this time and time again. They are the most inconsistent good team when they want to be a good team, uh, football team, and in, in, in the National Football League. I just, they, I don't know, they, they pull these things where they, you think that they're going to win comfortably, and they lose, and then they, and then you know, they, they, they don't win, they, they don't impress you with their wins, you know what I mean? Not, not, not as of recently, they're not. No, and it's it, and it's like if you would have said that a couple years ago, they'd be blowing these teams out out of the water. You know what I mean? They'd be this sitting is, at six and zero, seven and zero right yeah, now. But this, this, um, this it's not the team, case. This is a team who was down at halftime, thirteen to ten, to the football team. Yeah. So yeah, I, you never know what you're going to get with them, and that's the thing. Like if they if if they do make the playoffs, they're going to be a team that you just don't know. You just don't know what the you know you don't know what the you're going to get from them. Uh, speaking of speaking of inconsistency, the Panthers. My God. Like they look, they look like they looked great for like three weeks. Yeah, they looked like absolute. And then they were like oh. garbage since. Like Sam Darnold has gone like, back to Jets form. Listen, like fooled listen, you. Listen, listen to the stat line: seventeen for forty-one on the day. Yeah, that is horrid. Not even completing half your passes. That's not really even bad. Half. Like that, that, that's horrendous. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, and speaking of not good, the Chargers. What the fuck? Yeah, I. Uh, what who who did the Chargers play this the Ra- one? The Ravens. Yeah, I called that one. <laughs> but no, I I was uh, I was kind of surprised though. I, I really was. Um, you know, it, I don't know. I thought they would have played a lot tighter, and they did not. Um, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, look, looking at the stat line, Justin Her- Justin Herbert on the day uh, didn't did not too too bad. Twenty two for thirty nine for one hundred ninety five yards and one pick and one TD. Uh, but Lamar ja- Lamar Jackson threw two picks, threw two picks, so he didn't do much better. No, because his uh, I think he got me like 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 sixteen or seventeen points in fantasy. It was dog shit. Yeah, like all their points <sighs> that points came from, from running and various other things. Yeah, uh, same. The ca- Cowboys, y'all got lucky. Yeah, I know, got the Cowboys are not. And I, I called that upset too. Um, I did call that. I said New England. Um, New England had it. I think New England beat themselves in that game. I, I don't think again. I just don't think. I don't know. I'm not sold on Dallas, man. I'm not. Like again, they have some great high end talent, but that's not going to carry you. That's not going to carry you for very long. No, but let me tell you what. It, when they play teams like you know your Tampa Bay's or you know your uh, Green Bay's and stuff like that, like going into the playoffs, I don't think that this, this team's going to combust. Yes, they will. Um, it's just what Dallas does. Um, you know, they start off hot. They can't win big games. Um, they really haven't been tested yet either. That's the thing. So they had that one season. Um, where they, remember that one season where they went thirteen and three. Yeah, and then they still got bounced out first round of the playoffs. But that's what, but that's what you think. It's almost like the year that I think uh, what Minnesota won fifteen and one, and they had a bye and they lost the, in the uh, the week after or whatever. They lost the first game that they played. I just, I, I don't buy it. I, I, I just, I don't think Dallas is that good. I, I don't like Dallas to begin with, so I think maybe that's a little bit easier to, to hate on them because I don't like them. Yeah. Um, I just don't think they're that good. The division that they're in is is straight trash. I think we could have a pickup football team. Do better, and you know what I mean. Go better in, in that division. The division's absolute shit. So I, mean, I, think, I, think, I, think I don't know. Current, I think currently they have as many teams as the rest of the rest of their division. I'm sorry, they have as many wins as the rest of the team in their division. 
Yeah, I mean, again, when you have Philadelphia, New York, and Washington, I mean, that and and that's the thing that that um, recently though, remember even like I think when it was last year, they were going to have a team that was like under five hundred. They remember they under five hundred, I think. Yeah, would host a um would host a playoff game. I think and was, it, uh, it happened. was Washington. It was Washington. Yeah, Washington was yeah they they hosted uh, Tampa Bay. They did first round. That, that like I said, that division just bad. It's it's always been. It's I mean, it's been it was fun when Philly and 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 you know Philly was good. Washington was more competitive. That division was fun to watch. But now they it seems like these games are on every Sunday or every uh, Thursday night. You're watching these garbage NFC East matchups. Yeah. Uh, Sunday night, all praise T.J. Watt. Only reason Pittsburgh <laughs> won that game. Yeah, had an had an amazing yeah, forced fumble. I love that. I love that man. I'm gonna buy one of his jerseys. And on yeah, Monday Night Football, second verse, same as the first. Tight, the Titans just they didn't up end the building they did last year, but they that they did beat them pretty handedly. Thank you again for Derrick Henry on my fantasy God football team. God bless Derrick Henry. Oh my lord, he is. I'm I'm sitting at five and one right now. It is because of that man and Cooper Cup and Lamar Jackson that 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 that, that trio of talent I have. They told me they said, "Chance, you're going to be a basement dweller. You're only going to win two games all year." To that, I say, "Ha! I got five. So, doing good on it. I love it." But yeah, Derrick Henry is just he's he's fun to watch. He, he is he is easily the best running back in football right now. And and it's and I'm glad I I'm glad it like fell down in my lap like the fourth or fifth uh, running back taken but um, he's fun to watch. Um, it was funny because I was kind of like screaming at the TV. I'm like, oh my god, I, I need a big play from Derrick Henry. I left and I came back and that's when that 75 yard touchdown because <clears throat> it, it came down to it. I was like back and forth with the kid that I was playing had Buffalo's defense, so I thought it was like it was a what a way to win that game, man. I think I think I saw the stat like Nick Nick Chubb right now is the second the second in rushing yards in the league right now. He is closer in yardage to Chubba Hubbard, who's in like the like the thirties or the twenties, than he is yeah. Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry has a ridiculous pad right now. I mean, but he's just and again, and I watch him and I'm like I'm not like he doesn't like I don't know he doesn't like have that 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 Adrian Peterson that he's bolt not, of, he's of not, speed. He's not quick. He's fast, but, but he's when he breaks out, he breaks out, dude. Man, uh, there was nobody around him. It was, it was really. It, he's more of a slow, fast runner. If that makes yeah, any it's, sense. Yeah, it's it's like seeing Marshawn Lynch again. Yeah, because like you remember Marshawn Lynch, he wasn't super fast, but he had like he had power. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Der- I mean Derrick Henry, and yeah, he definitely has it for sure. Yeah, and uh, Thursday night this week, the Broncos uh, played the Browns. The Browns did. I'm taking the game, which I think we both would have called. Uh, yeah, we would have. I mean, I would have called that. They needed that game, by, especially after uh, that, that other margin, loss though. that they had. So, not by that yeah. big margin. Only lost. Only lost by. Th- only won by three. So, looking ahead yeah. to next Sunday, you got the the football team versus the Packers. Pack, that obviously. A, I think that's a Packers win for sure. Chiefs versus Titans. This could. Where, where's it? Uh, is this, this in Tennessee. One, it is in Tennessee. I'm gonna go Tennessee on this one. Me too. I think I think Chiefs look way too inconsistent now, and plus. If if Derrick Henry can shred that defense, you're in for a long day. Oh, uh, it's 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 Swiss cheese for sure. I think if Derrick Henry can have his way, I, I don't think that they can contain the run. Um, yeah, I, I definitely see uh, Tennessee on this one. Uh, Fal- Falcons versus what we thought would be a playoff contender this year, the Dolphins. I feel bad for my wife. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm taking. I think the Dolphins could take this one. I think they really think they will. And I. And I will too, just because I think what Tua was what Tua came back this 
Well, he came back last week, didn't he? He he was he was playing last week, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go Miami this week. I think they uh, rebound, and I think they're gonna. I think maybe settle in and try to you know salvage the season. Hopefully, I mean, there's still a lot of games left. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'll go Miami on this one because Atlanta's really bad. Uh, Jets versus the Patriots. I'm taking the Patriots. I'm gonna take the Patriots. Yeah, uh, just I like the way New England's been playing. I know the record doesn't reflect that, but uh, they've really been playing good ball though. Uh, Panthers versus Giants. Take Panthers should win this. I'm gonna take the Panthers. Yeah, I'm still I, I. There's nothing that tells me that the Giants have any uh, breath of air, a uh, breath of life in them. I should say, yeah. um, they just oh, they're really bad. Uh, Bengals versus Ravens. AFC North football. I'm hoping the Bengals win. <laughs> but I think it's, yeah, gonna be the it's not going to happen. Huh? It's not going to happen. Baltimore, man. Ravens. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Baltimore is just an inferior or a superior team, I should say. They're, I mean, they're just one of the best teams in their division right now. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati has been a surprise, a feel-good story, though, for sure. You know what I mean? I just don't think that they have the talent to match up with that. That tight end for Baltimore, my God, is he good? Oh, Andrews, Andrews is a beast. Oh, it's phenomenal, man. I watch. I'm sitting there watching him. I'm like, here I am. Like I took Kittle, you know, you know, my allegiance obviously was San Francisco, but I was like, man, boy, he'd have been a really good steal, really yeah. good steal. Yeah. Uh, Eagles versus Raiders. Raiders are looking surprisingly like not as chaotic as you think for a team that just fired their head coach. And that's what we thought going into last week. Yeah, so I, I'm going to go with uh, Vegas on this one. I think the Raiders have been playing decent. Um, I thought that that team was going to implode after last week, especially losing Gruden and stuff like that. But they look surprisingly coherent. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with the, the Raiders on this one. Uh, after that, Matt, Matthew Stafford comes face-to-face with his former oppressors as the Rams take on the Lions. Uh, Wouldn't it be funny if Detroit gets their first win if here? Detroit, <laughs> if Detroit gets their first win against Stafford? That'd be hilarious. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Uh, it's gonna be, oof, gonna be, Stafford's gonna shred this. It's gonna oh, be Sta- bad. Stafford, this this is Stafford like getting getting years of aggression out all in one day. Yeah, yeah. This uh, they should win handedly. I, if they don't win by at least, I'd say at least seventeen points, I'm gonna be disappointed. Uh, Texans versus Cardinals. Now here's the interesting thing. Now you would think Cardinals no brainer, right? This, yeah. This to me screams trap game. I'll tell you why. Uh, they're coming off a six and zero run. They're not taking the Texans seriously. And next, you know who they have next week? Who? Green Bay. Their hardest game of the season. Yeah. I. I don't know. And this is what T.J. Watt coming uh, back to his old team too, playing. J.J. Or J.J. Sorry, Jesus Lord. All the, the Watt coming back. To, I should say just Watt coming back. You know. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I'm going to go Arizona, though. I, I still think Arizona, not 100% focused, can still be Houston. Houston's not very good. Yeah, I, I think I think they should, they should win this, although if Houston wins, I'm not going to be like super, super shocked. I'll be shocked. Yeah. But not like incredibly shocked. I think Tyrod Taylor's coming back this week, too. Yeah. At least he should. I, 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 wouldn't, I, wouldn't, go with, I wouldn't roll with General Mills on this one. <laughs> uh, Bears versus Buccaneers. Oh, rematch from last year. Bears versus Buccaneers. Uh, yeah, I gotta get TB12 and crew. I mean, TB12 too sh- uh, should win, but here's the thing: is Nick Foles playing? Oh, here we the, go. The, yeah, the Bears, the Bears are smart. They'll start Nick Foles. <laughs> See if he has any more of that Super Bowl luck in him, man. <laughs> he did last year. Oh my God, I can't, can't that, get that, over that, that stuff, question, man. That other question: Will Brady remember what, what what down it is in this game? 
I hope so, because that was the infamous. Uh, he thought it was uh, third down or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it, was was fourth. Third down, it was fourth. <laughs> uh, I, I love that the, moment. Very unbrady like. Because Brady was very unbrady like. He was just so confused. Just like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, he's like, yeah, I, yeah. That was a big upset though last last year too. I remember that. I don't think it'll happen this year. I think the Bucks are gonna take are gonna take it, but you know. Uh, yeah, for sure. Again, if, if Nick Foles plays, it's a whole it's a whole other conversation. But we'll see. And Sun- <laughs> really, this is the Sunday night. Oh my God, Sunday uh, night. Let's don't you bite your lip at that, man. Bite your lip. That would have been a decent matchup had they both played to their expectations. It, yeah, had they, had they both played to what we thought they'd play at, this would be a great matchup. Yeah. Instead, it's yeah. that it's two bottom feeders <laughs> vying for draft position. Colts oh, versus that's 49ers. Awful. I think we're going to turn this around. We're turning it around, man. I, I think mean, we're going to be 500 after this game. Uh, we should be. Uh, I got obviously my team. I got the San Fran on this one, man. It's close. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm taking San Fran, too. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> and Monday night, we got Saints versus Seahawks. Ugh, that's a garbage matchup, too. Yeah, and uh, Russell Wilson is not playing, so <laughs> at least I don't yeah. think he is not playing. So, yeah, uh, Saints should be able to take uh, this out. I'll go to the Saints, but they're going to play on a road, though, so it's going to be a tighter game than you think. If they're playing in Seattle, usually, uh, I don't know. I'm going to go... I'm going to go with the Saints on this one. Don't be surprised for an upset on this one, though. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. That, those are our predictions for the week. Moving on to our next, segment, our next segment, which is trailer talk. First trailer we are talking about today. We have actually a bunch to talk, talk about, but that's all tied in with another segment we're doing later. Uh, first trailer I'm talking about is for The Lost Daughter. So The Lost Daughter is a movie directed by Maggie Gyllenhaal in her directorial debut. And basically about a woman who, well, she's on, she's on her vacation. She finds herself becoming obsessed with another woman and her daughter, prompting memories of her own uh, early motherhood to come back and basically kind of like mess with her, like mentally. Uh, features cast includes Olivia Coleman, Jesse Buckley, Dakota Johnson, Peter Sarsgaard, Ed Harris, among others. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the first trailer for The Lost Daughter? I really dug it. Um, I can't wait. It looks really good. I like those... Um Psychological thrillers and Dakota Johnson, man, she's really breaking away from uh, her former, you know, her past, uh, you know, uh, Fifty Shades and stuff like that. So it's really good to see her kind of really start shining as an actress. Um, Olivia Coleman's fantastic. This looks like a really good movie. Yeah, I agree. I think this looks. I think it looks great. Again, like we, we always say, we, I, I, we love seeing actors and actresses like really try behind the lens, and this is makes yeah. Maggie Gyllenhaal's chance. So good on you, yeah. Maggie. Let's let's see how you do. And this is set for a release on. Uh, December 17th, 2021. Uh, next trailer we're talking about is for Being the Ricardos. This is another streaming movie, although this one's going to have some theatrical play. And this is about uh, the life and times of Lucille Ball and her husband, Desi Arnaz, played by Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem. And it takes place over the course of a week of a week production during Isle of Lucy, uh, which sees you know a, a crisis that could jeopardize both the show and their marriage. Which, if you know anything about Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, like their marriage was kind of tumultuous. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. ideal, but yeah. it was this show that kind of kept them together. And it was like, it's, it's a really fascinating story. If you haven't, if you haven't, if you don't know anything about Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, look it up. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Being the Ricardos? No, the little bit that you got obviously got you curious, and uh, you know you have great acting talent like that. It, it's only going to make your uh, curiosity even even higher. I think it looks I think it looks good from what we did see. Again, it really wasn't too too much of you know a trailer realistically. I don't think. Yeah. But um, I, I do think it looks good. 
Yeah, this is um, this is the first look of this first look at the movie, written direct, written direct by Aaron Sorkin, which. I mean, I I really like Molly's game. wasn't huge on Chicago Seven. I think it's good. I don't think it's great. So okay. that's why I never visited Chicago Seven. I liked Molly's game too much, and then when Chicago Seven got this, eh, I was like, eh, do I really want to watch that? And I really still haven't watched it. So I do. As much as I love Nicole Kim as an actor, I think I need to see more of her as Lucille Ball because I mean, originally this was supposed to be Kate Blanchett, which I think was a much better casting choice. I don't know why she dropped mm-hmm. out. Yeah, I think Blanchett would have been better. I mean, two great actresses, but uh, I think Blanchett obviously would have been my go-to. Well, because she 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 has Lucille Ball look more so than than uh, Nicole Kidman does. Yeah, plus Blanchett's a little bit able. She's more able to like uh, mimic or mirror like what she needs to to do as an actress. You know what I mean? I think she's yeah. more versatile. I'll say. Yeah, than, I, I, um, I would. Nicole I would. Kidman. Ten, I would tend to. Agree. Not that Nicole Kidman isn't versatile, but I think that especially when you have like, like someone with like good comedic chops, I think Blanchett's probably a better bet in that case. But I think it would, I think it'd be more interesting because I don't think I don't think I've ever seen Blanchett do like a straight comedy like this. Oh, okay, Thor Ragnarok. She was funny in that. So um, yeah, it's still though. I love Nicole Kidman, one of my favorite actors working right now. And yeah, this is set for release on December tenth, twenty twenty one. Next trailer we're talking about is for Diary of Wimpy Kid. So, Diary Wimpy Kid is the animated reboot of the Diary Wimpy Kid franchise. This one going, this of course, being animated and being directly t- to Disney Plus. Uh, doesn't really have anyone notable as a star, but it is worth noting that Jeff Kinney, who wrote the books, uh, did do the screenplay for this movie. Uh, Russell, what do you think about the first trailer for Diary Wimpy Kid? I had lots of shades of uh, Captain Underpants. I don't know if you did. I kind of did, yeah. Uh, Definitely the animation style for sure. Um, but yeah, what better way to to do it and then have the guy that writes them do the screenplay? I think um, I never watched any of the movies because I, <laughs> first off, I don't think I yeah I didn't have Ella and they looked really bad, so I never uh, never watched any of them. But uh, yeah, this one looks good. I think she'll actually like this. The live action ones aren't bad except for the last one. The last one, the last one is pretty terrible. But the, the original what, yeah. live action ones, the where they had like the original kid, like they were actually like they were actually like, pretty decent family films. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check them out with her. I know she'll uh, she always likes you know whatever cartoons, so I'm sure she'll enjoy this. It looks like something that'd yeah. be right up her alley. Yeah, and I do I do like the the idea. Like Captain America, you said they did the same thing where yeah. they're taking the art style from the book and making that into a movie. I think that's a really good way to approach this. But it's more engaging, I think. It's it more is. interactive. I like I like that. You know, yeah, it is, I, and I, I agree. I think it's the right way to go about, it. especially because like you don't have to worry about actors aging out of these mm. parts. No, this stuff already lends itself to it because it, it is a book. You know, what better way to do it than through animation? It's perfect. Yeah, exactly. So I, th- I, th- I think this, could, I think this could be end up being like a really big hit for them, especially because this this book still has a massive, massive fan base. One where they're still making these books. Yeah, it's crazy. How many books do they have in that uh, series? Or I don't even, I don't even know honestly. <laughs> it's a lot though. Let me see. How many, how many, how many books? How many books is this? I think it's like twelve. I don't know. Uh, oh, but boy, yeah. this will be interesting. Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, pl- pl- place your bets right now. Uh, six, six, book lists. There are holy shit, sixteen. Wow, that's a yeah. Okay. <laughs> when when does it become Diary of, Diary of a Wimpy Man? Yeah, <laughs> Diary of a Wimpy Adolescent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, this is set for a release on in uh, December, I believe December of twenty twenty. December third, December third, twenty twenty one. It's set direct to go directly to Disney Plus. Yep. Uh, and last year, we're talking about it for this block. We got another, we got another stuff of 
Yeah, visual stuff later, which we'll get to. Um, this is the first trailer for Uncharted. <laughs> this is a yeah. movie that was stop and go for the longest time. But now it's go, and it was, it's was made. It was shot on cameras by people, and it's coming out next February. Uh, this is the adaptation of the Uncharted games. Uh, Russell, what did you think of the trailer for it? Because as, as someone who hasn't played the game, what do you think of the trailer for Uncharted? I mean, it looks it looks okay. It looks like a, it looks like a you know almost like a uh, kind of like a summer blockbuster, not not a February release, which is kind of crazy. But um, I mean, Holland and, and Wahlberg together. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I'm completely. I have no. Uh, horse in the race on this one. I have no idea what the Unch- I've heard of Uncharted. I have no idea what it's about. I have no idea what the characters look like. I know a lot of uh, there was a lot of slack thrown to Tom Holland's way. He doesn't look like the character or something like that. I heard. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, it, it looks okay. It looks like a uh, it looks like a movie. You know, it looks like a movie. It looks like a a, a fun Saturday matinee type film. I mean, uh, I don't know. A lot of people were up in arms about this though. Yeah, I, I wasn't up in arms, but I I I think it looks generic, which. I think yeah. when I say an un- Uncharted looks generic, it's not a compliment. I just, I think it does look very good, and you know there's a lot yeah. of things I, I do like about it. I think like the, I think like you know the, the set design, the scenarios, they fit the Uncharted franchise. Prob- the problem is at the center with the casting of Tom Holland yeah. and Mark Wahlberg. I yeah. do, I don't buy mostly Tom Holland. I do not buy him as Nathan Drake. Yeah, that's what a lot of people were saying. Again, I no horse in a race. I don't. I don't know anything about it, so I really can't uh, comment. You know. Yeah, because like Nathan Drake, he's he's kind of like kind of like the modern day Indiana Jones. He's 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 snippy. He's resourceful. He's kind of a smart, kind of a kind of a wise ass. Okay. Like, he's he's a really great. He's one of like the great modern video game characters. Okay. So basically, adjectives that don't really describe Tom Holland. Yeah, at least not the one we've seen so far. I'm like. The, no. the biggest pro about Tom Holland is that he's acrobatic. He can probably do his own stunts. So like, yeah, that's great, but he doesn't feel yeah, I mean, like the character. Yeah. Same yeah, thing with Mark Wahlberg. Like, Mark Wahlberg is nothing like Sully from the games. And the funny thing about Mark Wahlberg is, in one of the original like, attempts to make this a movie, he was supposed to be Nathan Drake. That's crazy. Yeah. So now, like, so this thing has gone so long that he is now the mentor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah, uh, yeah, we're gonna need you to not be Nathan. Uh, but yeah, so this is—I I just, I just think this looks average, which sucks for Uncharted because I think this could be really something special. But in the end, we're doing this. So I think it's probably not going to do very well. Uh, it's set for release on February eighteenth, twenty twenty-two, and that's going to do it for our uh, regular trailer talk. We now move on to notorious news. First thing we got to talk about is the accident on the set of Rust, which everyone's talking about, and we're just going to run through it real quick. So basically, there was, there's a movie in production called Rust, and there was an accident in which a live round of ammunition was fired, and it ended up, ended up killing the cinematographer of the film. Yeah, it was and completely crazy. Somebody else. Uh, th- we just want to bring this up because, like, well, one, I want to like talk about this how. Why are live Why are live rounds even used in productions now? Yeah, that's what I was. That was what I'm scratching my head. At. Like, why are we even going that route? You know, like why, why are we even using these? And two, I like I, I don't like the story being framed because a lot of publications because like Alec Baldwin was the actor who like had the gun who sh- yeah and a lot a lot of like the things being framed are like Alec Baldwin shot somebody. It's like no, he didn't shoot but somebody. No, like, yeah, they're they're framing it to make it look look bad on Baldwin though. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like like there no like, no like he didn't shoot somebody. Somebody got killed. Like that's 
That's yeah. the bad. That that that's the way the story the story should be framed. But yeah, like I think that. I mean, did we learn nothing after Brandon Lee? Like, why are we why are we still using live ammunition in movie sets? Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, it's it's a no brainer. You can always dub sound sound effects into a film. I don't understand why. I don't know. It's it's really it's it's really mind blowing for sure. Like we have blanks for a reason. Like just use blanks. Yeah, yeah. And if you had a live round in there, wouldn't you have checked the gun well, first hand, like, like, like beforehand? Like, like, I, like some like I think like a PA handed handed him the gun. They didn't know it was filled with a live round. Baldwin didn't know it was filled with a live round because I think they used like non-union people to save a buck, which is going to be a whole well, issue in and of itself. Uh, well, you you find somebody who knows uh, a thing or two about guns and ammunition and stuff like that. Yeah, so there's going to be a big and like Al Baldwin's not being charged, but like I feel really bad for the cinematographer and her family because yeah, she, yeah, so she she just went to work and yeah, it's something that could have been prevented too. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, just wanted to talk about that real quick because this is an important issue to. Get out there. Uh, next piece, next piece you're talking about is uh, Michael Caine had an interesting week. Yeah, uh, he was. Uh, wasn't he retired? I think that everybody he said he was for like 12 hours. And he's like, "Yep, <laughs> dust came, it off, baby." It came out. He just like a story came out. And you're okay, Kate. You don't know a story came out when Michael Caine said, "Like I am, I am retired." And <laughs> he like he was like, "Okay, he's retired. He's not making movies anymore. That's fine. We're gonna love your career. You do you, man." I think like a day, like the very next day, he's just like, yeah, I'm not, yeah, the thing I said I was doing, I'm not doing it. I'm still working. Yeah. I, I looked at the, uh, looked at the account balances and I need to keep working. Pres- presumably <laughs> Nolan, presumably Nolan called him up after that, after that came out. I just like, uh, bitch, you thought. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, no, Michael, Ke- Michael Caine is going to continue to work, which I yeah. didn't feel about that. I mean, he's in his eighties. I mean, again, I mean, he's done, his 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 breadth of uh, you know his whole entire career, his breadth of his career and stuff like that. Just he's been a great actor. He's been a pinnacle, you know, in, in many many decades of work. Um, it wasn't a surprise when I heard it, but then when you retract, I'm like, uh, I mean, I get it. I mean, he's not going to be, you know, if he just cameos here and there, I'll be happy. And you're not going to get any like leading role Michael Caine films. You know, what I mean, he'll be like a supporting character, like he usually is in Nolan films. But uh, yeah, either way, I wasn't surprised either way. I mean, when I heard it initially that the retirement, I mean, I'm like, he's in his 80s. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. Well, speaking of Nolan, uh, it was announced this, also this week that uh, Emily Blunt is in talks for the co-starring role in his new movie Oppenheimer, presumably playing Oppenheimer's wife. So he was she would be playing the wife to Killian Murphy's character. He's playing Alan Oppenheimer. Uh, what do you think about Emily Blunt joining the Chris, next Christopher Nolan joint? I like it. I, Emily Blunt's you know fantastic actress. I mean, obviously we talked about her in Sicario. She's 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 great. You know, we've obviously talked about her in A Quiet Place. She's a really good actress. Makes sense. It's a good, uh, good opposition with Killian Murphy. It should be good. I mean, it can't be any worse than Dunkirk. So, <laughs> it can, uh, don't ch- don't test don't te- don't tempt him. Hold my beer. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hold so my that beer. Set for a release, I believe, in twenty twenty three, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, next piece of news we're talking about uh, Halloween Kills is coming out, and it is literally killing the box office in a good way. Yeah, not I went the bad saw it. Way. I did see it. Uh, this is probably probably the, most, the, both the first profitable movie of twenty of uh, since the pandemic, um, bringing in a grand total of fifty million dollars over the opening weekend against a twenty million dollar budget. So, like, I think I think Blum is the one studio that's probably not going to be very affected by the pandemic because his movies are dirty to make anyways. 
Now, and right before the pandemic, you had, what, Invisible Man, I think, was Blum, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, again, and we've said it before, it's the, it's the um, you're not throwing a whole lot into the production of a film. You know, you're going minimal, and you're gaining, you're netting big results. So, I mean, you're just going to keep that formula, um, and it works. So, wasn't a big fan of this Halloween Kills. I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, uh, you, you, weren't, you weren't big on it? No, did you see it? I did. I wasn't big on it either. Dude, I just thought it was so over the top, like deliberately over the top. That's how I felt. And why the fuck did you not cast original Tommy Doyle? You you went well, through the trouble of finding all these other people. And why not? Would you not have brought Tommy uh, Doyle back? Well, that, is that actor still working? I don't know. But regardless, I've, you, you went through it. You got the nurse in, uh, in, at the beginning of the first Halloween that's driving the station wagon. You bring her back. You you know, you bring, um, you know, uh, the, the, the girl back. Kyle Richards, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, the one that played what Lindsay wasn't it? Yeah, Tom, Tommy and Lindsay. Yeah, I think you know you, you bring her back and then you don't bring Tommy Doyle back. It's just kind of head scratching. But um, no, I mean the movie it, it has such a different tone than the first one in 2018. You know what I mean? Well, and well, I think you'd well, agree. Well, the thing about with, with Halloween Kills is they like they originally wanted Paul Rudd to come back and play Tommy Doyle. Yeah, and I and I'd have been all right with that. I just didn't like the way that they. I don't know. I just I don't think, like the, Anthony Michael Hall. Just was not a, a, I think a good it, fit. I don't think. I think it would have been interesting to see Paul Rudd play playing Tommy Doyle as written. It would. It would have been. I mean that 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 budget would have gone up a little bit because you're bringing him back. You know, bringing him into it. But um, I just kind of was just like, eh. I mean, it was okay, but I just really think that it, it deliberately went over the top on kills. Like deliberately, I, I get it. Halloween kills. I get it. You know what I mean? Like we get it. Um, I thought the the one the one prop I will give though. I love the uh, Donald Pleasance, how they did that. They didn't do CGI with they that. Did. I thought that was really, really cool how they brought they, him in. Yeah, well, spoiler alert. Uh, they, they, they do have a Loomis cameo, a Loomis cameo and it's... It's right at the beginning of the up. film, though, so I don't it know how much beginning. of a spoiler... I mean, you know what I mean? Realistically. I mean, I sorry, sorry ahead of time, but literally, it's like in the first 15 minutes of the film, you see him, so I don't know how much of a spoiler that is. Yeah, so, uh, but either way, uh, it's doing well. The sequel's already set, yeah. for, already set for next year. Hopefully, yeah. Jamie Lee Curve will get to do something this time around. Yeah, man. Like I said, it, and just a lot of the things, you know, and um, it just I just was disappointed by it. I thought it could have been better, but nonetheless, it's making money. It's it's a good um, it's a good uh, horror flick for the Halloween season for sure. But I just do think it, it was trying to do deliberately over the top. You know, that, that's just me. Uh, next thing I do want to talk about is the greatest beer run ever made. Uh, a greatest beer run ever from I can't believe I'm saying this. Academy Award-winning filmmaker Peter Farrelly is going to be writing and directing this film, starring, get a load of this, Russell Crowe and Zac Efron. It's there gonna, we go. It's going to be about uh, a, a guy who leaves New York in 67 to track down and share a beer with his childhood buddies who are uh, in the Army fighting in the Vietnam War. Uh, presumably, uh, Russell Crowe will be playing the, the, um, the uh, guy who's hunting down his buddies, while I'm not sure Efron's going to be in this story. Uh, but the story actually yeah. is fascinating. It's based on a book that's based on a true story. Uh, but yeah, you hear <laughs> Zac Efron, Russell Crowe, and Peter Farrelly making a movie. Who Peter Farrelly is not. Well, he's, le- he's legit now. <laughs> so what do you think? He's legit, dude. He's legit. That's It's legit now. So, uh, yeah, kind of crazy. But uh, what an interesting di- What an interesting three, huh? In the, in the same type of film. Yeah. You never would have thought that. Just as long as there's no pie, hopefully, in this film. No, no pie. I mean, he, he, can't, no. He, can't, he can't have pie right now. He's trying to get back to Chef Gladiator, too. You, 
you, you can't have pie. You need to be drinking Michelob Ultra. So that's what uh, that's what needs to happen. So we'll yeah. see what we'll see what we'll see what, see what happens, man. You gotta hit them. Uh, you gotta hit them dumbbells. We gotta get back to Maximus uh, shape. Yeah. Uh, next piece you're talking about. Uh, David Chase has recently announced that him and HBO are in talks to make more Sopranos prequels. Uh, which I don't think was well, the first deal look came in. I don't think it was a surprise. And no, you haven't seen Manchester in Europe yet, have you? I have not. I've heard so many bad things about it that I don't want to watch it. I did watch it. It's not. Did bad. you like it? I, I, I did like it. I, don't, I didn't love it. Okay. I think there's a lot of people slaying it. I think that's kind of why I was just like, eh. I think it could have benefited from more time. Like as yeah. a, and I know Dave J doesn't want to do this. I think it would have benefited more as a series because he, yeah. he, he doesn't want to do that. He wants to make movies. But just like make a yeah. series of movies, then David Chase, because there's a lot of story you need to flesh out that you just have not done yet. Yeah, but it totally makes sense though, and it I does. will check Saints of New York out sometime. Uh, next thing, next thing we're talking about is uh, the uh, the Munsters has gone into production. Uh, the Rob Zombie. Oh yeah, Rob Rob Zombie. <laughs> yeah, the Rob Zombie Munsters reboot and. It's got some actors who you they've got their main three. It's actors who you would assume would be in a in a, uh, in a monsters movie, or directed by Rob Zombie, I should say. Uh, cast includes, of course, Cherry Moon Cherry Moon Zombie as Lily Munster. Uh, features Daniel Roebuck as Grandpa Munster and Jeff Daniel Phillips as Herman Munster, both of which are frequent collaborators with Zombie. Uh, yeah. So yeah, this is where, this is the thing we're doing. We're getting Rob Zombie's The Monsters. No word. Dude, on, I'm down for it though, man. No I am. Word on what the audience is. This can be a hard R. It's gonna be a kids movie. Like what is happening? God, man, I don't know. Do you do a hard PG-13? I don't know, man. With Zombie, you never know. Like his his stuff's you all never, been R. You never know where you're so coming. I, where you're coming? Where you're getting? With I don't zombie. know. I don't know. I'm totally down though. I love I love the monsters as a kid. Yeah, me too. Um, so I I don't know. I it just I don't know. I really don't know what you're gonna do with this. Yeah, but either way, this is this is a project I'm watching with great interest. Yeah. I think this could be. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think this could be watch this. hilarious, or yeah. or terrifying, or both. Who knows? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, next show. Next thing we're talking about is, um, there's been some Disney release date musical chairs happening. Uh. First of which, literally, an entire MCU block got pushed. So, here's 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 what's supposed to move so far. Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness has moved from March 25th, 2022, to May 6th. Thor: Love and Thunder was at May 6th, now moved to July 8th. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever has moved from July 8th to November 11th, 2022. The Marvels has moved all the way out of 2022 to February 17th, of 2023. And Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania has moved from February 17, 2023 to July 28, 2023. And there were two untitled movies that were supposed to release on July 28th. Um, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, one for uh, October 13th, 2020, 2023. Another one that was for July 23rd, 2023. Both been scrapped. And there was a move up. But I think that... You really see like the effect the pandemic has done when it comes to the Marvel release schedule, just because the Kevin Feige had to scramble to like, okay, yeah. what, what can come out, what can, so what can the people see? What can, <laughs> a lot, lot what of audibles here. A lot of audibles. At the, at we're, we're Peyton Manning at the line here. Omaha, Omaha. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, man, it, it keeps happening in this project. Indiana Jones Five pushed back again. 
You know what? This this push, is this tells back, you right now what to expect from this film. Pushed back <laughs> nearly a full year from July 29th, 2022 to June 30th, 2023. You better film all of Harrison Ford's scenes, I'm telling you. I mean, I hope they're 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 in production allegedly, so there's maybe working on it. But I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to be the doom and gloom, but I mean, people are only getting older, man. That's 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 real real talk here. But yeah, uh, Russell, what do you think about uh, the the, you know all these release date shifts? (laughs) Do you think this could end up? You think it's going to be a move that ends up benefiting them or hurting them? Because you know, there's no hype for really any of these as of yet. Right now, we haven't seen any footage. We haven't seen anything going forward. But yeah. there are people, there are things people know about, and it's things people know at this point. We haven't seen any footage, so do you think because yeah. of that, you, because you think like the landscape of COVID, do you think it's gonna be better by the time these movies come out, so that they'll, they'll do better? What do you think? You know, that's a, that's something that you're obviously not gonna be able to see short term. You're gonna have to look at it as it goes. Yeah, I mean, I think Feige, I think Feige's a smart person. I think he's obviously this whole entire COVID situation has really put things at. You're doing things that normally you wouldn't do it's really it's really making you uh you know uh definitely think and, and plan even even more you know what i mean just especially around this so i don't know like i said this is something i think you're gonna see long term um and that's probably when you're gonna see oh this was a good idea this wasn't such a good idea but right now i think you gotta have faith in you know feige i think that there's a re obviously there's a reason why that they're doing this and they're trying to structure things around a little bit more trying to buy i Obviously, what you were saying, try to buy hype for uh, for these films that come out. You know what I mean? Get those audiences in and hopefully get to a point where we can all obviously like, you know, start going to films again. Like, obviously we have. But I'm just saying just like more in general. You know what I mean? Getting those audience members that are scared to come back uh, back in the theaters again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Black Panther is the one that doesn't shut me as much because I'd be shocked if they got out by next year or by, by, by like the May of next year. I'm just like, dude, kind of lot. You lost your main actor. Like, what do you? How are you ready? Yeah, that, that's pretty much, yeah. That's one where you're like, eh, I could see that thing coming out maybe in like 2023. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm okay with that. These other ones you're kind of expecting now because it's been a while. Like, Doctor Strange, you know, it's been a while since the first one to this one. So now you're kind of expecting this stuff to happen now. Um, and same thing with the Ant-Man. I don't know. Like I said, I think, you know, Feige has a plan. Let's just go ahead and, you know, see. He hasn't really let us down, obviously. Um, no, I mean, so let's just let's go with it, you know? I trust what he's doing. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, look what he's done. I mean, the proof's in the pudding. You know, I mean, you just gotta, just gotta ride it out. I think, um, you know, only good things are gonna happen with this MCU moving forward. So we'll see, we'll see. It's, uh, it's, it's an exciting time though. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You know something else I trust? The Haunted Mansion movie. Now, you know why? I, I did, I did see it by the way. They just the, the Muppet one? No, 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 no. The actual Haunted Mansion movie. Uh, oh, okay. I, I, I was gonna say I definitely watched the uh, Muppets one. How was that? It was all right. I mean, it was like a forty-five minute movie. I mean, it's it has Muppet esque. You you feel it, but they have a lot of callbacks to the ride and stuff like that. It's actually kind of cool. Well, it, well, I mean, you might want to get get hyped for the next for the new haunted mansion, <laughs> like the legit haunted mansion movie. Oh they man, I can't. Got, I just here we go. I love who they just they just cast Danny DeVito coming along for the ride. Oh my god, I did see that. Oh man, <laughs> I love this. I love this so much. I love Danny DeVito. I really do. I, I, I'm a Danny DeVito fan too. But it just there's, something no other, you, there's no other actor like DeVito working today. No, and, there, and it would be somebody that you would never like think would be attached to this type of project. Yeah, so you know what I mean? We got Lakeith Stanfield, we got Tiffany Haddish, yeah. we got Owen Wilson, Rosario Dawson, and Danny DeVito in a movie. That's wow, awesome. that is awesome, and I am looking forward. That to is. This. <laughs> yeah. Something else I'm looking forward to. Something I thought I would never see in my lifetime. 
or ever actually, because my lifetime would far outlast the one of this other guy. Um, we're getting History of the World Part Two. Uh, <laughs> it was announced that uh, Hulu was going to be making a uh, long f- a uh, variety series about based on the works of Mel Brooks from History of the World. Uh, Mel Brooks is coming on to be producing and writing the series along with Wanda Sykes, Ike Baron Holtz, and Nick Kroll. So I think it's crazy because Mel Brooks is something like, he hasn't done like, anything as far as like the creative. Like he's been he's been he had cameos and a bunch of stuff, but like as far as like creative, he hasn't yeah. done anything since. I want to say Dracula Dead and Loving It. It's been a while since he's done anything. It's been a long time. Oh, sorry. He he did he did have a uh, writing credit for the producers uh, remake musical, but that but that's about it. He hasn't really done anything. I don't think he's worked much as far as like the production of of television. Okay, well I'm sorry. That's 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 wrong. Uh, they're just baseball as the animated series? When the fuck did this happen? Never mind. Uh, but either way, uh, have, you, have you ever seen History of the World Part 1? I have not. I, I mean, I obviously know of it. I just, I've never seen it. It's it's not his best movie. I think it has some good, some bits that work in it. This is one of my favorite, my favorite jokes ever written, it, written in that movie, though. I don't want to spoil it, but... Uh, okay. I do think that there is a lot of potential in making more History of the World stuff. Because it's basically be like drunk history... Without the narration, just like okay, a really like just a, a comedic letting it retelling. play out without actually having to. Well, yeah, yeah a, a, com- a comedic retelling of like hi- of historical events. Yeah. So I, th- I think I think this actually could end up being really good. And plus, Mel Brooks writing it, which is exciting for me because he hasn't he hasn't written anything since I get the Spaceballs cartoon, but I, I, I didn't even know it was a thing until now. <laughs> and he was a, he was a voice in it. My God, I need, I need to find this. <laughs> Where did this air? <laughs> Where do I find this show? Um, next story we're talking about is another one for a premium television show. This is the we've got some news about the long in development John Wick series, The Continental. Uh, this was there was there was a lot of you know, changes in production for this. It's now going to be a three part event series on stars, starring Mel Gibson. <laughs> That's right, Mel Gibson is coming to the John Wick universe. He's going to be the guy who was running the Continental before Winston, and there is going to be an actor playing the younger version of Winston. Um, you watched the flight attendant, right? The flight attendant, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, yeah. I think it was like Buckley or like Bucky. What the fuck was his name? Yeah, Buck- Buckley. Where that guy? I don't remember who he was in the, in the show. Uh, let me look real fast. You, re- you recognize him? It's been a while since I watched it. Hold on, let me let me look it up. He. Yeah, the actor. Hold name on, the Col- flight the flight attendant. Yeah, what's his name there? Colin Mike, Woodle. Uh, Colin. Colin Woodle. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I he, know you're talking he's, about. He's gonna be playing the younger version of Winston, who was played by Ian McShane in, in the movies. Okay, makes sense. That's I mean that's actually a pretty good uh, cast. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, what do you think of the Mel Gibson leading the Continental? Mel Gibson leading the Continental is super uh, intriguing for sure. Uh, Sugar tits himself. So uh, no, we'll see what happens. Um, should be uh, should be quite interesting. Just, and just, stars just, of all of our all places too, huh? Yeah, that's 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 a weird one. But Lion that's Dates. that's the other one. I'm like, eh? Yeah, like, we're doing a John McShow. Stars okay. on stars, huh? Eh? Is, is that it? Does that exist? Like people still use it? Yeah, stars. What is that? Is that a? I thought that was a TV. Uh, was that a TV channel? No, it's no, it's more than that, I guess. <laughs> I, well, I mean, it is a TV channel, but it's so much more. It is a TV channel, but you know what I mean, though. Yeah, it's, no, like, no. it's one of those things you never hear anything about it, though. It's like, eh. Yeah, but uh, I mean, don't let don't don't let this concierge run the phone lines. I would say that. Yeah, 
Yes. <laughs> as much as we rip on Mel Gibson, the dude can act and the dude can tell a story. I, 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 as much as I shit hate Mel Gibson, I love Mel Gibson. Oh, I really do. Dude, Mel Gibson's, Mel Gibson's awesome, man. <laughs> He's so great. Uh, and yeah, I'm excited to see what he does. He better get to see what he's whooping some ass. I'm saying, he better get to see what he's whooping some ass. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and last news talking about. Um, it was announced uh, via, de- via, I think it was Deadline or Hollywood Reporter, and later confirmed by stars Ari Dawson that, An- that Hayden Christensen will be reprising his role of Anakin Skywalker in Ahsoka. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I-, I know you haven't watched Clone Wars, but you should, I mean, I think you know at least that Ahsoka was in the Clone Wars Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, think it's, I think it makes sense to have him in there. I also think that, like, I love the response that he's getting. Like people are excited to see him come back. Yeah, I, li- I like it, dude. I'm I'm totally on board. I was one of the ones that were really excited about that. I, I I like Hayden Christensen fine. I mean, I I like him as Anakin. I know acting was far. It 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 got progressively think, better from two to three. I think I mean, he was. I think he was a good choice for casting. I think I think he kind of got fucked over by bad direction and writing. Oh, I was it was awful, awful screenplay writing. But I mean, I still think he he's a talented actor. I, I still think he's he's good enough. I just think that yeah, kind of what you said. He just kind of was like in a trapped in a situation where there was just you know just minimal, uh, you know, there's minimal showcasing his talent. Yeah, there's not much there's not much you can do with that with that script in that direction. No, I mean it's it's very vanilla. It's very plain. You know, it's nothing crazy. You know. But yeah, I I do think that it's nice to see that people are excited for him to come back because you know Star Wars did a number on a lot of people. Uh, Ahmed yeah. Best was was one was one of them. Jake Lloyd, <laughs> He's, yeah. Jake Lloyd's in jail now. He, he found tur- he found Turbo Man a couple years prior. <laughs> uh, that went to jail. That went to jail. Um, Crazy craziness. But no, yeah, I, I would like to see much like you know with with uh, Boba Fett. I would love to see him get some redemption on yeah. the small screen. I think Ahsoka, the per- Ahsoka and Kenobi, which is already confirmed to come back for, is yeah. a great place to start. So yeah, uh, that is set for a release sometime in the near future. On Disney Plus, actually, I don't lie. There's one last thing I want to talk about: uh, is that the Barbie movie is, oh, it's ramping up because they have just, uh, maybe cast their Ken. Uh, it was announced that Ryan oh, Gosling that. is yeah. in talks to play Ken in Obs the Barbie Robbie. movie. Margot Robbie, Robbie, and Barbie. This is gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting, which mostly because like, I I got a lot more faith seeing that like, Ryan Gosling even indulging the possibility. <laughs> Gosling knows he looks good though. That's the thing. He's like, dude, yeah, if anyone's gonna be Ken, dude, I got if this. Gonna be Ken, you know hey, what I mean? Hey, sit down. I got this. Yeah. I said, have you seen me and and uh, what loving uh, or what was it loving? Uh, the hell is it? Crazy stupid love. Crazy love. It's like I look decent without a shirt on. Please, it's fine. But yeah, uh, written and directed by Greta Gerwig. I think he's a pretty good judge. It tells me that this could, this could be some could be something more than what he's on papers because Ryan Gosling. For the most part, pretty solid judge of a, pro- of a project's prospects. Well, I mean, he really has been, and you think he's about really the things that he, he's done. Yeah, like just you know what I mean. Like just he's worked with a lot of different you know Hollywood talent, especially you know really good directors. Um, yeah, it's, definitely kind of interested to see this. It's very rare that he that he lays an egg on the big screen. He doesn't, man. Look at who he's worked with, dude. He's worked with what uh, Damien Chazelle. Uh, 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 Damien Chazelle. Damien Chazelle twice with what? La La Land and First Man, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, he's worked with George Clooney. He's worked with um, Denzel. I mean, not directed, but you know, still a movie with Denzel. But uh, what I'm saying, yeah, he's definitely, uh, definitely Adam Adam McKay, Shane Black, Terrence Malick, Denis Villeneuve. He's he's 
relatively pretty good at picking his projects. So yeah, Bradley I, Cooper he did with with that uh, Place of Bond and Pines was I super underrated film. Oh, it's a great movie. Uh, yeah. And yeah, the nowhere when that's releasing. But yeah, <laughs> Ryan Gosling is Ken. A pretty solid choice. I'm excited to see what this. I'm excited to see what this looks like because I'm very yeah. curious now. Uh, next, we're talking about before we get. To, we, we know we get to the movie at this point, but we do. I do want to take some time to talk about everything we saw from DC Fandom. Of twenty of twenty twenty one, you see, last last year during pandemic, uh, DC did a whole digital event, di- digital Comic Con of sorts called DC Fandom, where they unveiled a bunch, unveiled a bunch of projects, unveiled a bunch of first looks at stuff, and they did that again this year, which is crushing. They're probably gonna keep doing it in the future because you know they're 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 cheap to do and people tune in. Uh, we got some and buy merch and like buy I merch. did last year. You bought you bought merch last year? I bought the Fandom uh, the Superman shirt. Oh, nice. All right, so yeah. yeah, we got some looks at some certain things. First, which we got our first trail, first full trailer for Peacemaker. Uh, the sh- the uh, show, the spinoff show of Jonathan's character from the Suicide Squad. Uh, basically, got some look at what the show be about. Him basically being like under the hand of uh, the pe- under the hand of the people who Waller works for, uh, along with some characters from the first one, like Jennifer Holland from the from the movie is going to be coming back. So is Steve Agee. Nicole Byers is in it. Robert Patrick is playing his dad, which I think is hilarious. Um, so, Russell, what do you think of the first full trailer for Peacemaker? Oh, I, I, kind of what we already said. I mean, it looks hilarious. This this show lends itself perfectly to a series. I, I can't wait to watch it. I think it looks funny. Um, Cena's really bringing out his comedic gold. It looks like in this. I'm I'm really looking forward to this. I'm sorry, I misquoted. That's, that that was not Nicole Byer. That was Dan. That was Danielle Brooks from Orange the New Black. <laughs> uh, I'm, I apologize, but yeah, I, I still like her as an actress. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I also do like the, the, the addition of Vigilante. <laughs> I think. I yeah. think he looks funny. Yeah, this, uh, does, this is going to be really funny, man. I, I'm really looking forward to this. I hope so. Yeah, this is set for release on going to be, I believe, six episodes, and it's going to be set to release on uh, January 13th. Oh, five episodes. I'm sorry. No, wait. It's, oh no, I'm sorry. It's nine episodes. Nine episodes with uh, James Gunn directing five of them. Five of the eight. Excuse me. Okay, the final count: eight episodes. James Gunn is directing eight of them. Set, set to start premiering on January 13th. 2022. Uh, next thing we got, um, we got a bunch of, not a lot of trailer, but a lot of first looks. Uh, we got a first yeah. look at one that really impressed me was Black Adam. Yeah. Uh, we got our first look at Black Adam. It's not really, we only got a lot of behind the scenes stuff. We got to see a lot of the actors involved. Yeah. And they showed us what was basically going to be his intro in the movie. And that, that was, that was amazing. No, it was really cool. I liked how they didn't really show the rock right away. You know what I mean? Like kind of almost yeah. shadowed under his hood. He I shadows, thought that was kind of cool. Hooded, but, uh, and that scene yeah. where he like grabbed the dude and just like lightnings in the death. Yeah, dude, it's really cool. Um, I think it's a perfect way to introduce the character. It definitely buys a lot of hype for this film. It's also nice to have a character we haven't seen uh, Dwayne Johnson play in a very long I don't think we've seen him play something like this a little, like faster. Uh-uh. It's been it's been a while since we've seen him do anything like this, but I'm I'm, exci- I'm, I'm looking forward to because there's uh, a lot of characters in this movie that again as much as I don't think Black Adam needs his own movie. I think there are a lot of characters in this that get me excited. Like I'm excited to see Doctor Fate. I'm excited to see Hawkman in a movie. Adam Smasher. I think yeah. it's going to be really cool. I'm also excited to see Sarah Shahi because I watched every episode of Life and I love her. So <laughs> um, this is set for a release on uh, I believe February of 2022. No, I think it was July, Black July, Adam, right? July of 2022. July 29th, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also got a first look at another 2022 movie, The Flash. Uh, this got a little more footage. This is this is a little more trailer-esque than first look-ish. Um, 
But yeah, uh, it was our first look at the first full-length Flash movie in which Barry Allen will be trying back in time to prevent the death of his mother, uh, which has some big consequences in the timeline. Ezra Miller, of course, reprising his role as Barry Allen the Flash. Uh, ben Affleck will be, in this, will be in this movie, apparently. And uh, at some point, Michael Keaton's going to be in this. And we did, apparently, we did see the first look at the bat, the Michael Keaton Batman or Batcave Batmobile. We got the outline of Batmobile and yeah. the Batsuit, which, as much as it doesn't make any sense, I did get a little giddy seeing the bat, the Keaton Batman. Dude, dude, that's all you need, man. I'm, I'm on board. You don't need anybody else? No, man. You got Michael Keaton, dude. Batman 89 forever. Absolutely. But yeah, no, I, I think I'm, I'm definitely curious to see this. Uh, yeah. Just because, and again, because I'm also just like I'm, I'm a big, big fan of Michael Keaton. <laughs> I want, I want to see him more things. Michael Keaton's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah so I just and that, that's like growing up. That was my Batman, so it's, it's, it's kind of comes full circle. It's kind of cool to see that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that that is set for a release on November fourth, twenty twenty-two. Next thing we got to look at is the most long on the tooth movie for some reason. Uh, this is Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Even though the, the, the movie's done. Like, why is it not coming out till twenty twenty-three? Yeah, I, I have no idea. Uh, but anyway, this is a basic behind-the-scenes look at the production of Shazam, the sequel to Shazam. Uh, got to look at the new suits. Got to look at the cast members coming back. Uh, we see that Jamon Hansu is back in the movie, probably in the flashback. And we got a first look at our new villains, uh, Calypso, played by Lucy Liu, and Hespera, played by Helen Mirren. Uh, definitely leaning into more of the god aspect of this character, which is, yeah, this is where his powers come from. Um Russell, what did you think of the first uh, look at Shazam? No, I dug it. I, I liked it. I liked the addition of Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren. Uh, Helen Mirren just can do anything. She's she fantastic. She really can. <laughs> really. I mean, she does everything. And uh, it's great. She's going to be part of the DC. I think it's kind of really cool. Oh, she's married. To, I, I didn't know she's married to Taylor Hackford. Really? Yeah. Good hmm. for them. Uh, and no kids? Wow. Maybe, maybe that she looks so good after. after Dude, she looks. I mean, honest to God, and I, I tell people that I think she looks phenomenal for she her age. She looks fantastic. Yeah, like seriously, there's there's no prance that around, man. Be proud of that. No, like, like even like people who like aren't into old women are just like, I'm not into old, yeah. old women, but Helen Mirren. Dude, I don't know. There's something about her when there's I see her. Screen, I'm like, damn, like she looks good for her age, she man. Does. I'm not, like, I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Shazam Fury of the Gods, for some reason, set for a release on June 2nd, 2023. It's just, and the reason I say like this, because I, I want this movie now, because Shazam is my favorite movie of the DCEU. I think the movie okay. is awesome. I think it's hilarious. I think it has the most heart of any movie in the DCEU. Uh, it's the one that I've rewatched the most out of all of these. And so, actually, the, I think it's the only DCEU movie I saw twice. And no, no, I saw one I saw one moment twice. But either way, I think Shazam is a great, great movie, and I'm excited for the sequel. I just want it. I just want it now. Please. I'll be waiting for Man of Steel too. I'm still waiting. And you'll keep waiting. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just gonna just gonna wait here. And now the we'll only see. official trailer we got out of all of this uh, was for it was it was the one that closed the whole event. It was the first trailer for the Batman, which I did see again before I which I did see again before Dune happened. And yeah, I, I love it just as much as I could. Yeah, we got our first look at uh, the movie. Which is funny when the first trailer came out, they only shot like. Like a quarter of the movie. Now they shot yeah. the whole thing, <laughs> so they have more to play yeah. with. Uh, a lot yeah. more to put into it. Yeah, we don't get a whole lot of plot from this trailer, but we do. So we, get, we get some more look at Zoe Kravitz as uh, Selena Kyle. We get to see Alfred, played by Andy Serkis. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get to see more of Colin Farrell's Penguin, who I I 
keep hearing is not in this movie very much, even though he's kind of taking over this trailer. Which is kind of like disheartening because he's like really cool. He he looks he looks great as Penguin. Yeah, so like yeah, that's really we, disheartening get, if that that is true. We get a lot of tone and a lot of atmosphere in this partic- in the particular look at the Batman. So, yeah. Russell, what do you think of the first of the first official? Sorry, the second trailer for the Batman. I think this is darker than Nolan's. Just the tone that we're going with. I think it's a lot dark. I think it's really really dark. Um, I'm on board though. I, I think it looks yeah. fantastic. Um, uh, and you forgot the little cameo of Paul Dano, the side profile of, of we, we, uh, Paul got, Dano there at the beginning. Paul Dano, we got the back of Paul Dano's head. Yes, and uh, somebody from Starbucks created a nice, perfectly put uh, question mark in his coffee latte or whatever. Not even a Starbucks, just some random ass diner. <laughs> <laughs> like... I call bullshit on that one. That doesn't happen. Yeah, just like, can, uh, can, yeah. can you put a question mark in my coffee? This, yeah. What do you think this is? Yeah, well, it's uh, like I asked. You, I did ask you a question, didn't I? No, but um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, I'm on you board got me there. I, I, <laughs> I am on board with it though. Um, no, I really I, but am. I do think this is they're going for a darker, way darker tone than Nolan's. Uh, it looks like. Well, like it's it's dark in a sense that like it's it's grittier. It's, it's film like, dark too. It's, it's just like dark. Yeah, how how much the movie actually does take place at night? This is my question. It almost looks like if like. Batman was taking place during the movie Seven. You know what I mean? Like yeah, how no, dark and gritty does. it is. It kind of does, and you know what I mean. Just that all, grit. It's always raining. Yeah, it's always, it looks. Yeah, I, I have vengeance. It's perpetually raining in, in Gotham City. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's like damn it. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I think this movie looks fantastic, and I do think yeah, I agree. It looks it looks dark, but also looks like I do hope we get some more fantastic and like gritty. But I do get some more fantastical elements in this. Like I, I don't want them to do this whole series and not do any like. Superpowered villain. Like, I would love to see like a Mister Freeze movie in this context. Yeah, uh, but either way, uh, like I said, this is the first of a plan two sequels, both probably featuring Pattinson. and I think it looks amazing, and I am so excited to see when it finally comes out on March fourth, twenty twenty two. And that's going to do it for our DC fandom talks. We now move on to the movie of the week. Oh boy, Dreamcatcher, Mister Gay. Mr. It's the gay. Not to be confused with the popular Mr. Gay. It's actually Mr. Gray. Yeah. I was doing that. Not to be confused with the, with the other Mr. Gray. So, yeah. Uh, this movie came out in, I believe, what, 2003? Yeah. I've yeah. never seen this in the theater. Yeah. Uh, this yeah, this is actually the first book Stephen King wrote after his, fatal, his nearly fatal car crash in 1999. Can you tell? After you watch it, yeah, yeah, I get it. With King, it's hard to say. <laughs> uh, but people remember this movie for one particular reason, which we will get to later, just because that just warrants a whole conversation of itself. Uh, but yeah, it didn't capture critics or audiences, and there's it's very easy to see why. But let's Plenty not waste of reason why. Let's not waste any more time talking about it. This is Dreamcatcher. We start off with the blurry opening credits that nearly every movie in the early 2000s had. Yeah, the same type of opening credit scene. And we see that this movie is directed by Lawrence Kasdan. Yes, the guy who wrote Empire Strikes Back and Force Awakens. Yes. He's clearly got, a, he's clearly got some kind of snow fetish, right? Oh, I mean, this is this has Hoth written all over right? It does have Hoth written all over it. <laughs> uh and that's where we, we then meet one of our main characters, Henry, played by Thomas Jane, who is a psychic. Yes, a psychic. Uh, mm. Not not even five minutes in, and we have a trope he uses all the time. 
Oh yeah, with uh, trying to pick up a chick. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah not good. Well, no, no Henry, Henry the psych- he's the Thomas Tom Jane. He's the, he's the psychiatrist. Yeah. Who really enjoy? Who really enjoys kind of fucking with his patients' heads? He loves it. He does. Uh, we then meet Damien Lewis, who plays Jonesy. He's another psychic. He's a college professor. Uh, Pete, who is a car salesman, played by Timothy Oliphant, also psychic. And Beaver, played by Jason Lee, but where I'm assuming he's he always is after a Chipmunks movie. At the bar. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's where you would be. Why not? He first, yeah, he, he calls Dan, he calls Damien Lewis for some reason. They don't really establish why. Well, he didn't want to call and talk about something, but he's like, yeah, never mind. Because I guess he, like, they have a wife and kid who like he mentions but are never seen in the movie. Yeah, I mean, again, there's a lot of like a lot of stuff that we'll obviously be talking about through the review, but it's just left out. It really, it's very incoherent, especially the last hour of the film. I think you can ride, I think you can see it enough to the first hour, and then I feel like it really starts to throw curveballs at you, where I don't think it, it like warrants the build up to. You know what I mean? I think it, yeah. it gets more confusing after. But anyways, we see Jonesy going home from work, and he does his best Stephen King impression, as in he gets hit by a car. Come on! <laughs> if he didn't want us to joke Wait. about it, he wouldn't have put it in the script. Yes. But I mean, technically, wasn't it Duddit's fault <laughs> that he could, that he crossed the street, right? It was I mean, but, it's his fault, right? But here's the thing: like in the grand scheme of the movie, well, first of all, this accident in the ambulance is awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gives like one of the worst line reads I've heard in a long time. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing: like it's kind of crazy how like this car crash doesn't factor into anything. No, because you take it out, and obviously you think he's dead, but he's not. So it doesn't it doesn't really matter then at this point. You don't need that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's car. Yeah, it's yeah. He gets hit by a car. He's declared dead. But then the yeah. next scene, it's six, it's six months later, and he's fine. So you're like, wait a minute, and and they don't make any mention of anything, and it's just like, yeah, okay, well, he he walked away from that. It's like, but dude, he was dead. Yeah. Now there is like there is a reason later, which, which I'll get to, but it's still the like, way you streamline and cut the side of the movie entirely. Bad editing on this. Yeah. And extremely I, I bad to. editing. And like the thing is like. I think that with the problem with this film, I think that it's cast really well. I think these are, these are, the four leads are great. Oh yeah, they, absolutely. They, they have great. They have good chemistry. I think they would have been a great a great crop of friends in literally anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like I said, it's it's a great talent around the four friends. I just I I don't know. It just it's very. I feel like it's just like too. I don't know. Just very weak. The execution of it just kind of eh. Yeah, they also do introduce another like, really good concept of the the mem- like, was like the mem- the memory warehouse. Yeah, where apparently like all your thoughts are like kind of like compartmentalized, I guess. Yeah, which is actually really good. Uh, like a really good idea. Like like this is a movie that has a deal with mind control, making making yeah. you know like a physical representation of that thing. Uh, yeah. it even has even has a compartment for old sepia tell memories. <laughs> Yeah, and that's more what Jonesy that we see his character like yeah. banks all these different he, yeah, types he, of he, memories, and he, like he even categorizes. It's like it's almost like a, a, a library wherever he's his place. I guess is where it looks like almost like a like a lair or some kind of shit or castle or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, we yeah we then see a flashback to when they were kids, where they're confronting these bullies. Which this this is the most talky. This is the most talkative confrontation with bullies I've ever seen in a movie. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like, we don't need to... Like, yeah. you're, you're confronting bullies, not trying to get a new bill passed. Why are you talking so much? It's like, fight each other and be done with it. Like, this scene goes on forever. It's just like, what the fuck? 
And I like it how it's uh, again we have to put Dairy Maine into this. I think that's kind of funny. Yeah. So uh, this yeah. So they rescue a young, a young mentally handicapped boy named Douglas or Duddits, as he says. And that's and they <laughs> and they kind of become friends and they become friends after that. Yeah. I mean because sure. Yeah. Back in back in the present, they're all on their week retreat where they meet a hunter in the woods, uh, who's not feeling very well. He had too many beans, I think. <laughs> yeah. No? He's he's very he's very gassy out of both ends, and this is the thing. Another thing I wanted to bring up, I like Jason Lee as an actor. I do I too, do. yeah. But the the thing, the, the only thing I don't like about his character in this one is the fact. Well, the one, well, one, the two thing. But I'll get the other one later. Uh, they keep trying to give him catchphrases. Yeah, it's like, dude, just yeah. And yeah. Like, none of them are landing. No, definitely not. Yeah, it's just like, like why are we? Why are we doing this? Uh, but yeah, so like yeah, he, he's 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 gassy. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong all around because we see all the animals outside reenacting the end of the Lion King. They're all just going the same direction. Yeah, they're they're not going to Noah's Ark. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. I do love this scene where like like you're in like they're talking to helicopters like above their cabin. Like you're in a quarantine zone. You must stay here for the next forty eight hours. And they're trying to yell at the helicopter. We're just like, dude, they can't hear you. Yeah, it's like what? It's like what? What? Yeah. Like, yes, we can hear you. You are smart. <laughs> yeah, and then, they, and then they just fly away. Uh, meanwhile, Oliphant and Henry are off doing their own thing. And this is where we get to, well, first of all, the weirdest, the weirdest cartoon tie-in I've seen, I've seen in any movie, which is like any time they, they need to get into gear, they're just like, Scooby-Dooby-Doo, we got some work to do now. Oh boy! Like, yeah. okay, you did your okay. Duddis impression there. Okay. <laughs> you just now that we yeah, now that you I, just got you said that. No, you're serious. Just as long as you got your uh, plastic uh, lunchbox, we'll be good to go. Uh, but yeah, now we see the main reason people remember this movie because it features it features monsters that explode out your ass. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it, it's just a strange choice. To say the least. Can, can, can I just can I just say that uh, you know obviously Jason Lee's character uh, Beaver. Do we really need a toothpick that bad? Well, I'll get to that in a second. But uh, yeah, so again, <laughs> we'll, the, we'll talk about that. The way these aliens work is they 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 infest themselves in your body and they and they explode out your ass. Yeah. Now it said in an interview in an interview King said he wanted to do for the toilet what Psycho did for the shower. However. <laughs> One was a little bit more effective than the other. We'll let you guys decide which one that is. Yeah, not to mention, like, how could, like, how are people scared of, like, when the, when the name that's canonically thrown around in the movie is shit weasels? Yeah, I mean, and literally, it's like, it's bad enough that, like, I'm scared, like, when I have to shit really bad and I'm not going to make it. You know what I mean? I, I don't care. The last thing I have on my mind is, ooh, I wonder if there's any of those, uh, those crazy worms in my ass. ass. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, anyway, so yeah, be, so yeah, they need to the the alien trapped in the toilet. Beaver's sitting, Beaver's sitting on it because he need, need to keep it down, which I'm assuming what he does anytime a chipmunk sequel is is about to come at him. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, and this is what we were talking about. The other thing I don't like about Jason yeah. Lee's character, he has a habit of chewing toothpicks. So Even he's when he's drinking, like he was doing it at the bar while he's drinking his beer, he kept his toothpick in his mouth. Yeah, and then, like he drops his case. And they go over and, like, and there's like blood. Yeah, there's two toothpicks that aren't touching blood. Yeah, and, and he's, he's that. And, he's, and he decides, he's literally jonesing. He decides now is the yeah. time to try and go and grab one. 
when it's literally out of his reach by like he would have to get up off the toilet slightly in order to get the toothpicks. I'm like, do we really need toothpicks that bad? Especially when there's that all that blood everywhere. It's, it's disgusting. I get you trying to push some kind of compulsion with this character, but even an OCD <laughs> person would be like, Dude. oh my god, Dude. if I get if I get out this, toilet, I was gonna die. Yeah, picture, I mean, like, that dude, picture frame is a little too, a little no, too crooked. Nobody's touching those toothpicks. I see, you see blood on the floor. There's toothpicks. I don't care if it's not even near it. It's uh, we're not, we're not getting it at all. Yeah, we then get a somewhat hilarious fight. Where, where like, you know, with the with the, with the worm throwing off the toilet, him lo- Jonesy losing, fighting off the toilet brush, losing some of his fingers, and looking only slightly annoyed by it. Yeah, <laughs> and. We even get like a '90s style crotch shot in this movie. Wait, you're talking about wait, Beaver, 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 not Beaver. Yeah, yeah, I know these, and that's the other thing that you have to kind of they the characters definitely shift around a lot. It's kind of hard to keep them in track. But yeah, Beaver, Beaver gets killed, and Jonesy gets possessed by the king alien, Mister Gray. Which I mean, now how weird? How weird is this? This I mean, this alien grows huge and literally looks like an alien, but this thing's massive. And then all of a sudden, he just explodes, and and then Jonesy obviously inhales it. So obviously, now we know that he is infected by this thing. But they call it, don't they call it Ripley the infected? Yeah, just because you know they, they call it that. You can't make you can't you draw comparisons to Alien. Uh, that's what I was going to say. That's what I kind of figured. That's probably where they obviously got the name from. And that's, where, and that's where we meet our main hum, human bad guy. Uh, two, well, I mean, it's really two caterpillars with Morgan Freeman attached to it, but it's Morgan Freeman. He, yeah, 52 minutes into the film-ish. Yeah, yeah, he leads this army base, which that's another thing. I don't understand the reason for the inclusion of his character. And that's the other thing. It's like they don't make it specific to what he wants. Like, you, you know what they want to do, but why do you have to introduce them? Just do it. We don't need to, you know what I mean? You don't, you don't need Colonel Car- uh, Curtis's uh, character in it, kind of what you're saying. You, really you could draw that out. Like, because, like, they're all, like, fighting for the same thing. They're all trying to stop the aliens. Yeah, so it's like, why do we need, we just need to meet him because, oh, well, he's just a bad guy. Yeah, but, like, yeah, I, I just don't understand why, they need, why this movie needs a human bad guy. Yeah, you, I mean, you really don't because, like, you could just literally have, oh, well, whatever, whoever's just trying to destroy the aliens. That's what you're trying to do anyway. So why? Yeah, so what, what, I don't know. Yeah, so, and just like, when you see, like, how his arc ends, it's just like, why'd you even have this guy? Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> literally. Yeah, but anyways, uh, let, me, let me go back over to Pete, to Pete and Henry. They get into a car crash, meet another woman who is, in, who is infected. She has, like, a back case of, of what I'm going to call shotgun arm. She's <laughs> like sitting there, yeah. Like, with like with no with no other movies, like her arms look like. <laughs> she punches. She punch. Uh, she punches what? Ol- does she punch Olsen's yeah. character? Doesn't she? Yeah. No shotgun reason. arm. She's <laughs> got the bad case of that shotgun arm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so we didn't get the for- the first look at uh, the God. the first look at the possessed Jonesy, and how do we know he's possessed? Because literally he, every, he goes, every time he turns his head, it goes chung, kush, chung, 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 real fast. <laughs> or then his eyes like flash real quick. And then, and then the other thing is, you know, he's infected when the guy does the like British act, like the super British accent. Which is weird because Damien Lewis is British, but he sounds like an actor doing an exaggerated British accent. Dude, and and this is this tells you back in like 2003 where my mindset was. Um, doesn't Damien doesn't um. 
Damian Luce's character looked like fucking Walter Peck. He kind of does, actually. Yeah. And dude, and, and I, uh, granted, uh, this guy would have been 20 years older. And, and when I first saw it, I was like, I thought that was that was Walter Peck. Because <laughs> he looks just like him. Yeah, he does. Like, like, a, like a newer version yeah. of Walter Peck. Yeah, that, that's why I thought it was funny. I'm like, oh, man, I really didn't know much about movies back then. I'm just like, I, I just, he just looked like him. That's all. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> uh, Pete gets attacked by one, by one of the shit wheels, the one that was inside the woman he was talking to. Um, it goes for his balls. Which something yeah, I love. All you want to do is drink a beer. <laughs> it, atta- it attacks his balls. He like like lands on top of the fire, and he keeps getting. <laughs> he gets up and keeps going. He's just like no, no man anywhere is is walking after that. Dude, like seriously, that's your precious area, dude. That's there's no way. And you fell onto a fire deliberately. Like you're gonna be hurt. You're gonna be feeling that. Like I, like if I get hit by a paper airplane in the balls, I'm done for the day. If somebody accidentally taps you in the balls, you're done. You're done for like, the day. Yeah. If I roll over on them the wrong way, I'm done. You know, it's just it just depends, man. Yeah. Well, anyway, so uh, with the whole, the whole thing with, with Jonesy is like, he's, he's trapped inside a secret room inside the memory warehouse, which Mr. Gray, the alien who possessed him, is trying to get into because in there he might have memories of Duddits, which he doesn't. They're, they're out there, but... The- they're, they're they're out there and they and they don't know it. But it's also uh, shown in this scene that Duddits is the reason that they all have their psychic abilities. Yeah, and and, and again, and the other thing I think I I know you'll probably head scratches later on. We'll talk about but the whole idea of what the why, why does a dreamcatcher come into in place of this? Just yeah, because but, yeah, of how I, it weaves. I, I don't know why yeah. it's called dreamcatcher. Yeah, because like I'm thinking, just because of the way that these powers weave in between the between the group of friends, like a dreamcatcher, maybe I don't know. Yeah, uh, but anyway, coming back to uh, yeah. so Pete, uh, Pete gets found by the possessed Jonesy. He doesn't kill him at the moment, but he just, he just like kills him later. He's like, why didn't you just kill him earlier? Yeah, it's like you had that opportunity to do it. Why didn't you just do it? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, after after uh, after that, Jonesy then hijacks the truck and you try to use a dog to grow some more of the uh, the worms to try and try and you know. Chris takeover. Here's where I get the question about the, about the memory warehouse. Uh, he yeah. S- he sneaks out in order, like, while Mr. Gray is distracted, he sneaks out in order to try to get memories of, of Duddits. Yeah. A few questions here. One, yeah. why is it Mr. Gray can't find him in here? Why does he know where he is at some points, but not others? And then my other thing is, if he's your friend, you would know him. Not to, not to mention, like, why does Dream Jonesy have a limp? Oh yeah, yeah. I noticed that too. He randomly has a limp too. Yeah. Like, oh, is, is it because are we supposed to believe that the the ripple effects of the six months prior the, the wreck? I guess, but and also that's another thing. It's, it's explained later that the reason that the reason uh, the alien can't affect his mind is because he technically died and came back to life. But you could just say the reason that be, him being psychic is the reason they can't access his mind. Be a lot yeah. more streamlined. Be a waste a lot less time. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Like I said, then, like you know, obviously we'll talk, but there's a lot of holes in this. But also, like, why are memories heavy? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, especially when your your brain houses like so much of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> heavy enough to warrant a grunt? Like, what is happening? <laughs> I don't. What are we doing? That's that's a that's a that's a big memory there. Yeah. Now, at the same time, Henry is picked up by Morgan Freeman's crew. Uh, you get the, one of his one of his homies played by uh, one of uh, Morgan Freeman's underlings played by Tom Sizemore. Owen, man, hell yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he realized that for him that Freeman might, might be nuts, so yeah. he, he listens to the psychics. To, like, he thinks like, hey, you know, you probably know what to do. So he he, let, he lets him out, 
<laughs> he, let, he lets him out try and go and stop whatever's going on with these aliens because Freeman's about to lose command of his whole base. Yeah. Because yeah, because he's literally crazy. We then get probably one of my favorite, like one of the funniest scenes in the movie to me at least. It's <laughs> so Jonesy calls Henry from a phone in his mind. Oh, and he answers And Henry with a answers gun. his gun to talk to him. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Uh, I'm like, I heard it ringing. Dude, it took it to after. I'm like, oh, they have a phone in there, right? I'm like, wait a minute. He just gave Owen back his gun. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> you know, Simon, we're looking at this, you're like, oh, my God, it killed us all. I could get court martial oh. and I doomed the human race. Yes. Where are the drugs? Yeah, they realize that he need, that they need to go back to Derry to grab Duddits. Or, sorry, no, I think they live in Boston, Derry? Boston, yeah, Boston. like Boston, yeah. You go, go. Which grab is it. obviously a funny because it's a nod because I, I think all the Wahlbergs are well, obviously, and and Stephen King, huge uh, Red Sox fans. Yeah, all the Wahlbergs are yeah. So you go, they go in and yeah, does played by Donnie Wahlberg, who looks unrecognizable. Yeah, uh, Donnie Wahlberg playing basically the same character, not well, not the same. Plays six cents. The same yeah. makeup job he got in Six Sense. Dude, only with like the uh, stroke lip, like the like you you've you've been like the. I don't know. It looks like he had a, the kid had a stroke. I know that's 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 mean, but because yeah. he has like his like part of his lips just kind of like paralyzed or whatever it looks like. But but uh, uh, yeah. uh oh, the gun the gun that Tom Sidemore had has it had a tracker in it because of course it what? does. Because of course no. it does. Why? What are the you know? I I don't believe I I call I call bullshit. <laughs> yeah, as they then go, as they then find out that the alien are trying to infect the water supply of Boston with one of the worms. Basically to infect everybody. Basically to infect everybody. All they need is one yeah. worm to get in, and yeah, that's 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 all we're gonna need to take over the world. Don't even, don't don't even worry about it. Sounds easier said than done, right? And then there's another thing that we'll talk about with the, with the water supply that I I think why don't we just do? I'll I'll talk to you after about it when yeah. we get to it. But the, but they get they get to they get to the place. Morgan Freeman shows up with the to the, the water wherever like the getting to get to the water line. Morgan Freeman shows up in a helicopter, yeah. but like. This whole thing just doesn't just do, doesn't mean anything because he's also trying to stop the aliens. No. It's like, dude, now what are you doing? They're doing the same thing. They're like, we're it's just all because, doing just because. the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's you like, could, oh, you're with, yeah. You could cut this it's, character it's, it's, out it's, of the movie and it'd be nearly no different. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, because literally, because they literally get a different colonel to come in to pretty much take over to do the same thing that they're all wanting to do anyway. So I don't, yeah, you don't need a, you don't need Colonel Curtis in this at all. Just like, just like, just like a, with Jonesy, his car accident, like it didn't, doesn't add anything. Yeah. Well, but he got that limp though. So well, there's that. Yeah. So they go in to face Mr. Gray. We get another Scooby-Doo tie in. Scooby-Doo-Doo. We got some work to do. <laughs> and then, oh boy. You're doing it. <laughs> and then, and then we get the epic twist. With Mr. Gay. <laughs> Duddits was an alien the whole time. Yeah. Of course. How, okay. Yeah. So, but Duddits has leukemia. Like, I don't, I'm like, what? Like, how are we? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Duddits like, apparently do, is, is, is an alien himself. Do you, and we do, find that out, obviously, when he's battling Mr. Gray here at the, near the end of the movie. Do, do you think his mother knew that? <laughs> I'm like, what? He has, he's dying. He has leukemia. Like, I don't get it. Like, if he was an alien, couldn't he just kind of like heal himself and stuff? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, man. Uh, yeah, it's 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 strange. 
I, I don't now, my understand. thing is, because we're kind of talking about it at the end of it, okay? My thing is, if you were the possessed Jonesy, why not throw the fucking dog in the water in the water supply? It if it's going to release sense, that thing it? anyway. Yeah, right? yeah. We, we must get, like, no question about, although Angela does, like, was she impregnated? Was she taken, was he was does taken over by an alien? Did he yeah. show up? Did he show up in a basket like an 1920s cartoon? Yeah, I, there's like it, it, you're to believe that it, he's just he's just uh, a kid with you know that's you know mentally handicapped that has special powers, and that's how the group of friends get these powers. But it's like I don't know. It, oh. it, I feel like the payoff isn't warranted. Much you know like, what I mean? You're like, like what? much like a lot of King stories, the payoff does, the payoff doesn't go. Also, you know that one bit where like the mother's just like goodbye, Dad. It's be a good boy, and he does the it's good. <laughs> I'm like, really? You saved the world. We're really doing this. Go save the world and score yeah. a touchdown. And, yeah, and the other thing was, um, uh, what the hell did she give him? Like the uh, Scooby Doo, uh, yeah, uh, lunchbox with all of his medicine and stuff in it. Like that factors zero into the whole thing. You didn't need to give him the lunchbox at all. But again, like the whole thing with does being an alien, it, 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 it doesn't matter because the alien is defeated. The last bug is squashed, and that's it. Yeah, I, I guess they decided we've suffered enough, so they decided to go with no ending. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, but it's really weird how they both like. It's like almost like he like encapsulates the other, like Mister Gray, and then they both kind of like self and like self implode. Yeah, the thing is, like it, 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 it really doesn't end. It just stops. Oh yeah, as soon as we find out, yeah, yeah, it's legit. Like it legit ends when we we find out Jonesy isn't possessed anymore, and it's legit. Oh okay, it's like, that's it. Like back <laughs> credits. You're like what? Like, what? Yeah, but, that was uh, that was Dreamcatcher. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I will give a mad shout out to uh, Blue Bayou uh, by uh, Roy Orbison. Great song. Uh, but yeah, what, that what, they sing in the movie. Final, final thoughts on Dreamcatcher. Yeah, I mean it's out there. Um, I, I tell you what, some of the cinematography in this film is actually beautiful, though. Like with the the yeah. the winters, the winter like like landscape and stuff like that in the woods, I think looks really good. But uh, just the effectiveness of this just doesn't pay off. Um, I feel like the first hour you can really you know you can follow it, but then I feel like at the at the one hour mark I feel like they really start changing it up a little bit. Like they really like they they put it in a blender and really like hit it on high. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it's more concise, but I feel like it's poorly edited in the back back half of the film. Yeah, I mean this is this movie is this movie is all kind of silly, but it's, the thing is it's trying to be taken seriously and f- far from the worst Stephen no, King movie though. No. Honestly, I mean this movie's fine enough. It's maybe the worst we've seen so far. We haven't... Oh, out of the three, I mean, you you start us off with The Shining. I mean, come on, <laughs> you start us off with The Shining. No, we started, the we started off year, with you, you, Max Overdrive. You got to, no, you remember you got to pick the one Halloween. Remember, we got to pick our favorites. Technically, remember the very first year I picked Halloween. You picked um, I picked Psycho. Uh, the Shining. Or no, when did we talk? Did we not talk about The Shining? That was that year. We did talk about The Shining, but that that wasn't my pick. Maximum Overdrive, we I did remember. We did I Max remember. Overdrive. We did Max Overdrive. Children, we did The Stand, Children, Children of the, the Corn. The Stand, Children of the Corn, and now this. Okay, never mind. Then I thought The Shining was the first one. Okay, the, so this is our fifth. Boy, we've done a lot of Stephen King on this show. We have. But yeah, like it's... it's The worst. The worst, for sure. This is the worst uh, we've done so far. I'll say... Ch- uh, I don't uh, know. Children of the Corn is really bad, Children of the Corn man. was really bad. Maybe, maybe, maybe Children of the Corn is worse. But regardless... I'll put Children of the Corn worse, yeah. This movie, this movie is... This movie is just hilariously dumb. It is. And I but, do I mean, like it for that. It's fun. It, it is fun. it is fun. It was, you know, like, it's kind of movie you just like watch with your friends, crack open a few beers, and just like laugh at it for for two hours. Yeah, yeah it's way too yeah, long. Yeah, because you literally. Also. Yeah, it's way too yeah, long. Yeah, because you literally, way way too long. Like a half hour, forty five minutes too long. Yeah, you can easily like shave like a four, like forty minutes off. Not not forty minutes, but like, like twenty. 
maybe 30. Isn't it crazy? Isn't it crazy that like Donnie Wahlberg's like kind of like in the main cast and he's only in this movie for like 15 minutes, if that, 10 yeah, minutes? He, yeah, he's like one of the top billed actors, but he hasn't come until the very end. Yeah. It's like, dude, and Donnie, boy, Donnie really like, but he like, like grew up after like, because you look at him in the uh, the Sixth Sense and then Dreamcatcher and see him now, it's like you don't even recognize him at all. No. Boy hit the gym. Did. But yeah, that's our thoughts on Dreamcatcher. Uh, Russell, you want to go ref- yeah. our uh, call? Excuse me. Want to give our plug before we head out? Yeah, uh, you guys can find us Notorious by Chance Facebook group. That's where we put up the polls. We'll be putting another one up for the Halloween season again. Can't believe this is actually what our fourth year doing this. Yeah. Um, that's where we put up the polls for you guys to vote on. So go ahead and vote there. Also find us Notorious by Chance on YouTube. You guys can, uh, yeah, go and. I think what uh, Chance has a couple other uh, top fives planned, so go check that out. And obviously, we'll we'll review something on there eventually. It's gonna happen. Yeah. And you can find me on Twitter. It's gonna be Chance Wards underscore ninety one. Uh, thank. Uh, and yeah, check us out where I compete. It's my last match in New York is out publicly. So you can check that out. And yeah, that's gonna do it for us here. Thank you for listening. And yeah, Scarefest continues next week. Until then, we will see you next time. <laughs>